It is the annual WrestleMania preview podcast, so uh, 80% of our audience can just turn this off right now. Um, Pat Vent joined by Ross WB. Ross, are you ready for the mania? I am so excited. Have you even been paying any attention at all? I have, actually. I'm kind of ashamed to admit it. (laughs) It's been kind of a rough go lately, I'm not going to lie to you. It's been Uh, pretty bad. Yeah, there's been a couple spots over the uh, WrestleMania. It's been right a it's been a month of speeches. That's yeah, not as uh, as our our good friend who's never actually heard of us, Brandon Stroud, pointed out uh, today. There's been exactly one match between the people involved in the three highest profile matches leading up to the the event. So that's they're, they're not they're not even wrestling like other people. They're just not wrestling. Right. Well, it, it helps when, when Triple H and Underwear Taker are involved because they just don't wrestle ever anyway. But true. <laughs> um, anyway, let's bring in our, our guest, uh, Tom Holzerman, who, um, among many, many other uh, web pursuits, writes uh, the wonderful Walls of Jericho Holic blog uh, dedicated to WWE and, and various other uh, wrestling. Tom, how you doing? I'm doing great, Pat. How you doing? Tom is a Penn State fan. Yes, I'm just kind of hoping that, um, that the confluence of Penn State and Iowa here doesn't produce the ugliness that the football games seem to have uh, have been doing in the last couple of years. <laughs> I know uh, as a Penn State fan, who's, my faith has been a little bit shaken with all the stuff happening there, but I can't really abandon the program. Sure. <laughs> but uh, there's been some ugliness. I, I know uh, you guys bit us uh, on our to uh, a potential undefeated season, or was that after Michigan? I don't even remember anymore. It's, it's oh, that was us. We took care of it. Yep. <laughs> um, I think well, Michigan might have uh, finished the job the next week, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it was it was not pretty by the time it was all said and done. But uh, um, speaking of ugliness, let's just get right to it. Um, as frequent podcast listeners know, the WrestleMania podcast, essentially we we will uh, go from the match that we think is probably least important and probably first on the card to the match that is uh, the unquestionable main event here. Um, and so I think we have to start uh, with with the uh, probably the ugliest match of them all, Randy Orton versus Kane. <laughs> Uh, yes, it, it's Maria Menounos is involved, and yet she still will get higher billing than Randy Orton versus Kane. Um, well, they always think the women's match. Ribs. Right, right. Maria Menounos and her cracked ribs. Um, they always think the women's match later anyway, so they can you know, well, space things out a little bit. Well, last year, Snooki was like the third to last match, which is completely absurd. Right. Considering that the entire gimmick was she's drunk and making fun of Underwear Taker's wife. That was <laughs> that was the entire run-up. But um, anyway, Randy Orton versus Kane. No one's entirely certain why these guys are feuding, but they are. 
Um, essentially, I think it came down to Randy Orton uh, hasn't embraced the hate enough, um, and the voices in his head are telling him to embrace the hate or something. I don't know. I think it's exciting because both guys hear voices in their heads. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. It is the it is the uh, schizophrenic match of all schizophrenic matches. Let's start with Tom. Tom, what do you see happening here, and who do you see winning? Um, I see a lot of people not knowing the result of this match because they've all been in the bathroom or they're they're refreshing their plates or if they're at the arena, they're going to the popcorn stand. Yes. Um, in all seriousness, no. I I, I actually threw some just threw something about it five minutes before I came on. Uh, some bold predictions. Um, I kind of, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think there's an outside shot that uh, Lord Tensai ends up getting involved in this match because the, the rumor is he's going to come back and feud with someone pretty big, and that pretty big is going to be is rumored to be Randy Orton, although you can't can't really put any kind of stock in the rumors. But with that sort of not um, in play, I, I think Randy Orton wins pretty easily. I mean, he's not going to lose the cane. We should probably explain who Lord Tensai is there for any of our listeners who don't know. There's this mysterious guy with all kinds of um, Hakushi-looking tattoos all over him. And um, it it pretty much, I mean, the only thing they haven't done was shown his face, but it's it's, it's Prince Albert, a.k.a. Train, a.k.a. Um, Giant Bernard, as he's known in Japan. But he's uh, coming back, and he's going to... Uh, He's going to throw his considerable weight around in the WWE ring once again as I, Lord Tensai. I, 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 he's now my new favorite wrestler because anybody who could be known as Giant Bernard <laughs> gets, gets mad props from me. It's infinitely better than any of his WWE names. So, of course he, <laughs> of course he doesn't use that one. He uses Lord Tensai, and they make him a fake Japanese guy. It could work. I mean. Last Samurai was a decent movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, Ross, what do you think is going to happen here? Uh, it will be a crappy match that Randy Orton wins with a RKO out of nowhere, except we all see it coming. And my only question is if it lasts longer than Kane's match last year, which was the awful eight-man tag that lasted a minute and a half. Yeah, that match was incredibly bad. And However, it did have one of the moments of the night when uh, Big Show... Uh, knock Heath Slater's block off. <laughs> uh, it's a shame that Jacoby can't be here for this because any mention of Heath Slater would draw. Uh, how dare you, sir? How dare you call that the, the, the moment of the night? Heath Slater is the best. I'll go ahead and fill in for him right here. Um, Horton is a minus 600 favorite for a reason, though. It actually was a, a great moment on Heath Slater because he kind of... And someone made an, an animated gif of it, and he just... Big Show punched in the face. He turns around, faces the camera like he doesn't know where he's at, and then just falls limply to the mat. <laughs> it really is the best thing he's ever done in in WWE. You mean tenure. you mean better than one man rock band Heath Slater? <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, yeah, Orton wins this because Kane can't win anything, um, and no one. Remembers that it happens, and and whether it be through disqualification because of a, a run-in or through um, a, an RKO that we'd never see coming, even though he's already landed the um, the DDT off the ropes and pounced 
down and punch the ground for a while and listen to the voices and grr, 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 and yeah. Um, but yeah, Orton wins this match, setting up either a feud with whoever runs in to give him the DQ or uh, the winner of the World Heavyweight Championship match uh, uh, down the line, um, which I think probably will show a lot as to what actually happens in the World Heavyweight Championship match. You don't want Orton facing Sheamus. Um, I noticed that, that uh, Tom, you've stated that you think the Divas tag match will get bumped from the card because of the cracked ribs. Well, they're, those are, are bold predictions because I, I don't necessarily think they are going to happen. That they're just there because <laughs> if they happen, like I look like a genius. But at the same time, if the Divas match is bumped, I mean, I don't think really anybody cares about any of the women in the match. I think they even realize that Kelly Kelly really doesn't carry the name cachet that they hoped she would. I think the last draw was Maria. I mean, Maria Menounos is not Snooky, obviously. <laughs> so. Right. It, like, extra isn't the kind of show that Jersey Shore is. So if that match gets lost, there's no big deal. I mean, they set it up on extra for crying out. And it's, it's <laughs> on, like, in the, in the, when all the networks are running syndicated stuff between, like, the news and their primetime schedule. So who the hell's watching it? Probably some, like, housewives who are in between cooking up dinner or maybe it's, um, just someone who has something on in the background. While they're tending to uh, to their kids, who knows? I mean, I'm not, not to sound totally sexist. I mean, I'm sure men watch it too, but you know what I mean. Ross watches it religiously. There we go. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, even if it doesn't actually make the telecast, and and if she is injured, there's a certain uh, distinct possibility that that is the case. Uh, what what do you think happens here? Uh, before we get any further, let me state that. Um, what, and what I think are probably the best odds on the sheet, Kelly Kelly and Maria Menounos are only minus 200 over Beth Phoenix and Eve. Tom, what do you think happens? Um, I'm to quote Clubber Lang, my prediction, pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ross, you, go ahead. In all seriousness, no, I, I think Kelly Kelly's a lot to win this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... Kelly Kelly pinning Eve is exactly what is in the cards for this. Um, Ross, are you in, in agreement so we can move on to other actual matches? <laughs> I agree that team alliteration will come out on top. <laughs> the the third uh, match on the card, um, my personal favorite wrestler right now, Intercontinental Champion Cody Rhodes, formerly known as Grotesque Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Formerly known as Dashing Cody Rhodes. Dashing Cody Rhodes and Grotesque Cody Rhodes, now just Cody Rhodes, who brought back the old white uh, Intercontinental Championship belt uh, and has just been kicking Big Show's ass (laughs) for the last few weeks. Uh, Wrestles against Big Show, Cody Rhodes, minus 125, essentially even odds. Uh, We'll start with Ross on this one. Ross, what do you think happens in the Intercontinental Championship match? First, I have a question because I never ever watched SmackDown because it may as well not even exist. But when did he ditch the paper bag gimmick? It was that, right right after. It was right around uh, Royal Rumble, especially right when we were coming up on was Survivor Series Royal Rumble. Somewhere in there, it kind of all went away. It was yeah. around. I think uh, Randy Orton beat the bags off of him. Ah, 
There it is. I remember it happening. I don't remember what the actual impetus was, but there it is. Well, I mean, this, the point of the storyline would seem to be for Big Show to finally prove he's not a loser and that he actually wins. Let's give a quick rundown of the storyline before we get any further. Cody Rhodes has been running clips of Big Show doing uh, either losing matches or doing incredibly stupid things when not booked to wrestle at WrestleMania. Big Show's record at WrestleMania is pretty horrendous, apparently. And there's a great clip where he's at, like, a Planet Hollywood <laughs> watching WrestleMania with a bunch of people. Um that he's playing over and over and over again. It really is a sight to see. Um, all right. well, he, was supposed, he was supposed to be in the freak show match this year with like him against Shaq, I think. Right, yeah, and then Shaq kind of backed out because Shaq is now shilling for Dove uh, body lotion. Now, and apparently uh, Jose Canseco wants to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. That's what should be on this card. Good lord. Uh, uh, if you really want to talk about arcane um, MMA fights that are happening WrestleMania weekend, um, Ultimate Warrior offered out Kevin Nash to an MMA fight <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> I don't know if it's still happening, but it would be the most hilarious thing ever if it did. Wow. Oh, I would pay at least $20 to watch them tear quads and I don't even like MMA collapse. when I watch that. Yes. <laughs> I might pay more for that than I would for the actual WrestleMania. <laughs> um, anyway, but there's just no point in having Cody Rhodes lose to Big Show and drop the title to Big Show. It's just stupid. So I see Cody Rhodes retaining through some form of chicanery and tomfoolery. I was hoping you would use the word chicanery. Yes. Yes. And continuing his really, really long title run for... A while longer. I mean, at this point, there's no point in having him lose unless you have something big planned for him or the guy that beats him. So, right. Tom, what do you think? Uh, no, number one, I, lo- I love the word chicane. It's a classic Vince McMahon wrestling word, by the way. <laughs> that and animosity. What a move! Uh, yeah, what a maneuver. <laughs> God bless Vince McMahon. Solar plexus. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's my favorite. Um, that's my favorite Vince McMahon word of all time. Solar plexus. He, him and Monsoon would alternate between that and the bread basket. <laughs> right. <laughs> or the bread basket. But um, I I kind of disagree with Ross. Um, the way that they're building this match, there is no way Big Show's losing, and I don't think he should. I don't think he will. And. If Rhodes is going to lose, he's going to have. There's something bigger for him. They obviously have plans for him since he's like one of the only bad guys they have on the roster. They don't like um, make it look a fool week in and week out. He um, he's and he's also so charismatic that he can overcome any kind of loss. Uh, I expect him to eat a eat a big meaty fist to the face, and then Big Show will be the Intercontinental Champion, and Cody Rhodes might win a briefcase uh, sometime in the summertime. I'm I am with uh with Tom on this one. I think first off, if we learned anything from last year's Edge Alberto Del Rio match, it's that the WWF will, or WWE will kill these guys whether it actually advances their careers or not if it means that that the the old hand gets a bit of redemption and there's nobody who needs more redemption after this last few weeks than Big Show. Um I I don't see where uh, 
where it necessarily moves the storyline forward on the Big Show's part because he's probably primed to drop the belt relatively quickly uh, because it, he simply just can't wrestle consistently enough and long enough to to be a long-time title holder. But um, it, it does set up Rhodes for a bigger push once all of the uh, uh, end-of-an-era guys clear the stage and there's you know it, it opens up again for some of the younger guys to move forward. Um, I've always thought a, a Rhodes Orton feud would be interesting if they ever actually let it, you know, live on the history of those two together. But I don't know if this, this is necessarily the time for it. Um, but I think Big Show wins. I think Big Show wins in a relatively quick match where he just beats the living hell out of Rhodes, <laughs> and 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 I'll be sad. And, but it can't be any quicker than the. Intercontinental Championship match from, I believe it was WrestleMania 26, or it was either 25 or 20, it was 26, no, it was 25, uh, Rey Mysterio being JBL in like two seconds. Oh, yes, in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. And that was the end of JBL. Yeah. Sadly enough. Again, single tier. Um, that was actually the night that I kind of came back to wrestling. Like, I went with some buddies to watch WrestleMania 25 and went, eh, maybe I'll watch this a little bit longer. I'm surprised because if I had, um, Sat through that Orton Triple H main event. I might have, if I wasn't already entrenched, <laughs> I might have, uh, oh. you know, left. Yeah, that one didn't help a whole lot. No, but um, all right, let me get Jackson in here. And hola, Jackson. What's up? How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Not bad. Buenas noches. It's one big conversation. Um, Woo-hoo. We've you've you got here just in time to get rid of all the uh, undercard stuff. We've talked about uh, Randy Orton, Kane, Kelly Kelly, Maria Menounos versus Beth Phoenix and Eve, and Cody Rhodes versus Big Show. Um, oh, I didn't get to gnash teeth about Big Show. Ugh. We can throw it in if you want to talk about him. He sucks. That's that's <laughs> oh, about that's all I have to say. Nice. I actually I actually contend that Big Show is maybe the most underrated uh, wrestler. In the last uh, 15 years, because everyone just, uh, likes to pile on him because of his size. The man, I think, uh, knows how to pace a match. I love his finisher. Well, his knockout punch, his choke slam is kind of old. But I love the knockout punch. And the guy had, will literally job to brass knuckles from a boxer who is like one third his size for the company. So you got to admire that. I think I think my only problem with the Big Show anymore is that I think he just he, I think his time is up, and I I have a strange obsession with the fact that he has like you know you know when he comes out and he has a whole Titantron thing he there's a big bear on the side of the Titantron that looks like a Pokemon <laughs> and, and for some reason it drives me crazy and they they never refer to him as a bear or anything like that but there's this big ass bear. <laughs> That bear is the reason why my wife likes him. <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like a uh, a, a fanged Snorlax. That's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that part. I'm outing myself as a Pokemon fan. Uh, all right. So uh, now that we're done with Big Show, I suppose we've now turned him into a Pokemon guy. Um, <laughs> Team Johnny, Team Teddy, uh, 
this is one of the more absurd things that WWE has ever done. This is an, a blatant move to get as many people on the WrestleMania card as they can, so they gave all the top spots to guys who don't wrestle during the year. Um, John Laurinaitis, the GM of Raw, and a guy who six months ago was the epitome of everything that was wrong with WWE and is now maybe the best thing they've got going. Um, Second only to David Otunga. Yes, his legal counsel, David Otunga, which we'll get to in a second. Um, up against Teddy Long's uh, team of uh, baby faces from all over the spectrum. Uh, Teddy Long, for those of you who don't follow, is the GM of SmackDown, which is the kind of the second show. Um, he likes to wear uh, like ankle-length red uh, jackets uh, that Jalen Rose would appreciate greatly. <laughs> And uh, just say completely asinine things and set up over the top rope challenges every week. Um, oh, don't forget his his famous tag matches. Oh yes, <laughs> he mixes things up with tag matches all the time as well. Um, he like spontaneously apparates when when some, when there's a group of like four guys, two of which are baby faces and two of which are heels. Teddy Long, it's like a Spidey sense. <laughs> Uh, and that's how we get this. Um, Team Laurinaitis, uh, six members. Dolph Ziggler, who's awesome. Um, Jack Swagger, who's less awesome, but still has been kind of awesome this year. The Miz. It's that haircut, too. Don't forget that. The, 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 yeah, the 50s, like. Yes. <laughs> now, that he's, now that he's turned into, like, uh, um, Eddie from, from uh, Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> um, the Miz. You might know from Rally TV also the main event last year. Uh, Mark Henry, who somehow this year became like unstoppable for about three weeks. Oh, it was longer up, than that. And set up a really, really interesting thing where Randy Orton couldn't RKO him and couldn't find a way to beat him as a result of it, and then suddenly lost all ability to do that and succumbed to the RKO anyway. Um, <laughs> Drew McIntyre, who got thrown in because Christian got hurt, and who's going to be shown as walking papers any day now. Um, and maybe the best of the six, David Otunga, uh, Harvard Law graduate, and John Laurinaitis' legal counsel, who walks around backstage in uh, preppy clothes with a bow tie and a giant travel mug of coffee. <laughs> and and Mr. Mr. Jennifer Hudson. Mr. Jennifer Hudson, that's right. Hashtag Team Travel Mug. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, they're also accompanied by Laurenitis, Vicky Guerrero, and Brie Bella. No one knows why the Bella Twins are involved here, but, but sure, why not? Um, they're up against Team Teddy, which includes Santino Morella, who had a bit of a push through um, uh, Royal Rumble, but is essentially the you know court jester of WWE and whose finishing move involves him putting on a snake sock and stabbing somebody in the eye. Uh, By the way, um, when him, him and Foley had that duel off at the Royal Rumble, <laughs> yes. I, I almost lost my crap. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty wonderful. Uh, the other members, Zack Ryder, uh, Long Island IZ, uh, who will probably end up in a wheelchair with crutches and a neck brace and maybe a backboard because he broke his ankle uh earlier this year he uh, had a had a had a sore back and ended up with crutches somehow no one's really quite sure why because um, he was fire raped by cane right well that too <laughs> um, 
our our truth who's awesome. Okay, I'll go ahead and say it. A year ago, he was terrible. Crazy R Truth is is one of the best characters in in WWE right now. Kofi Kingston, who remains not Jamaican, um, the great Kali, <laughs> the great Kali, who remains uh, large and completely immobile, and Booker T. And no one's really quite sure why Booker T is involved here, other than just to fill in a sixth spot and say, uh, you know, catchphrases that we all heard 15 years ago. Um, Teddy Long is joined by Oksana. Again, no one's really quite sure why. Nikki Bella and Hornswoggle, because what would WrestleMania be without Hornswoggle? Uh, about Oksana, um, you guys said that you don't follow SmackDown a whole lot. Apparently, Oksana has been sort of mysteriously appearing backstage with her own porno sax music. Yes. She comes in, and, <laughs> and she will... Like, flirt with Teddy, she's actually lobbying to be, like, an assistant or something. It's Her role is nebulous, but she's there, so. She's like a stock James Bond character, kind of. <laughs> Not the suggestive name. I'm sure if uh, this was 1998, she would have the suggestive name. Right. No doubt about it. So, um, basically, there are going to be 19 people in the ring, or around the ring, for this right. match. <laughs> right. But actually, twenty if you include the referee. So, well, and why? And then Michael Cole and <laughs> why even bother with a referee? I mean, I, this is going to be just a complete train wreck. Um, Jackson, you're the first. Get you're the new guy here. What the hell is up with this? And who? Oh, let's get the odds first here. Team Johnny, a very very small favorite, uh, minus one thirty five. Team Teddy plus one oh five, um, which kind of surprises me. This seems like a match that the baby faces win just because they're baby faces. I think, well, it's interesting because I think that a lot of, uh, a lot of fans have been really, really receptive to, to Johnny Ace since, since him and the whole him and Otunga thing and <laughs> the storylines have actually been really, really interesting. And even yeah. outside, even outside of them just being the most meta pair in like the last <laughs> five years of wrestling, but it's, it, it could go either way, but I mean, as a as a fan, I would love to see Laurinaitis team Laurinaitis win, simply because it. I feel like they've done a great job building his character, and I feel like a face general manager just never it's never done it anything for me. I think it always works better when it's when when the general manager is is the evil guy, a la Mr. McMahon. But right, so. That would be my two cents about it. As, as long as as long as I see get to see Otunga do his his incredibly literate like Harvard pose, <laughs> I'll be I'll be a really really happy guy. I'd call it atheist T Bowing. <laughs> uh, can can we call it like Saganing? <laughs> I like that. It's Hitchensing. <laughs> Uh, Tom, can you make any any heads or tails of this? Who should be who should we be watching for? I guess other than to watch Dolph Ziggler sell every move like death, um, better than anybody. Very else. much looking forward to seeing what crazy hijinks uh, Santino and David Otunga are going to get, get into because that's the match is clearly going to come down to. I think uh, I have the, the sinking feeling Team Teddy's going to win. And just just because it's a, that fun Blythe moment, it's probably going to come between you know CM Punk uh, 
finding out that Jericho knows that his grandfather committed suicide or some shit like that. Um, but I, I, uh, I would also look for the Drew McIntyre, see what he does, because they've kind of made a big deal about Teddy Long firing him every week. And it's interesting to see uh, whether they really have something for him or whether it's going to be, like, the end of Drew McIntyre's WWE superstar. Like, this is going to be his, uh, his sort of demise, you know? I'm also looking to see if certain people actually make it to the match. Like, Great Kali. You know, Great Kali is... Although he's looking kind of mobile nowadays, but you never know. Um, like and, the, and this is a match where some people might end up returning. I mean, Alberto Del Rio came back at Elimination Chamber, but he hasn't been seen since, so who knows if, if he was medically cleared or not. Maybe he'll make an appearance. Um... But yeah, I, I gotta think this is gonna get not a whole lot of time. It's gonna be a lot of people running through their spots, and it'll be entertaining for a couple minutes, and then we'll get a, a far too abrupt finish, and probably Santino celebrating with his invisible trombone, which is my favorite thing ever. Right. Well, the thing to keep in mind here too is that this isn't an elimination tag match; it's just a straight tag match. So I think I think Tom has a good point in saying that. <laughs> This very well could end up with certain people not seeing any time over the ropes. So, Ross, what do you think? I have three predictions. Uh, number one, Kofi Kingston does some ludicrously yep. complex and dangerous dive. Yep. Um, number two, Alberto of the River and, and or Christian get involved. And number three, I say Team Johnny wins because there's no point in Team Teddy winning. I mean, it's a feel-good moment on the night, but they've had heels win before, and I just don't think the heel general manager makes so much more sense, and right. I I think they'll win. I, so David I, Otunga can carry his travel coffee mug to <laughs> all of the shows. To Vengeance in three weeks or whatever the hell it's called. Um <laughs> Ah, backlash. Thank you. Um, I, I we'll go back in time and be on velocity. <laughs> yes, in your Saturday house. Saturday night. The in your haste pay per view. <laughs> 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 um, I I would agree with Ross on on at least one thing. There will be a ridiculous spot where Kofi Kingston dives into at least twelve people, from like the top rope onto the 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 um, floor. Um, and one of those people will be Great Kali. Guarantee it. Well, did you, um, did you see last night when R-Truth just kind of randomly ran into the, like, the blockade? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of, the, the, Kofi is capable of doing that to, like, the nth degree, so I, I think that's, that's probably a, a pretty good prediction on Ross's part. This has, this has one of those, um, someone gets thrown outside the ring, all hell breaks loose outside the ring, Kofi jumps on, the entire crowd, they all fall down, and then everybody cycles through their finisher, and the last finisher will be Santino giving the the Cobra to Dolph Ziggler and pinning him and doing the trombone. Like that'll be the entire match. Um, I don't even know that's, Drew, that's accurate. I don't even know what Drew McIntyre's finisher is, but I'm sure it's pretty awesome. Um, the Forum DDT. Ah, the Future Shock. Right. The Future Shock. Right, that's right. I didn't know that. It's been a little while since I've seen him. Um, but yeah, I think this thing will be over in five minutes, which is kind of a shame because all these guys have been pretty good this year. 
Um, except for possibly Great Collie and Booker T. Possibly? Uh, okay, well, not. <laughs> <laughs> Great Collie had a couple things that were kind of interesting. I, I don't remember those, so I'll take your word for it. Um, okay, next match, rappers Flo Rita and Machine Gun Kelly versus Madonna for Song of WrestleMania. I don't even know who Machine Gun Kelly is. I don't either, but I, I thought it was like this. a. I, I thought it was like a Kelly Kelly's heel alter ego. I, I, I do like. I do like that we've brought in Madonna so that somebody's wearing more mascara than Undertaker. Right. Um, I don't know how you have two theme songs and one of them being Girl Gone Wild by Madonna, but okay. Yeah. Well, I think clearly the match is going to happen. Machine Gun Kelly and Flo Rider are looking like they're going to have this in hand and Dead Mouse is going to come out. He'll <laughs> <laughs> seal the deal, but he's going to swerve and him and Madonna are going to pop E and just walk up the sunset together. <laughs> Uh, alright, the last match before we hit the, um, the big ones. Uh, World Heavyweight title match. Sheamus, your Royal Rumble winner, who inexplicably cashed in his chance against the, uh, the lower of the two belts, but, you know, that's the way it goes. You have to take a, a heel, even if he is the best heel going right now, against, uh, Daniel Bryan, your World Heavyweight Championship, your World Heavyweight Champion at the moment. Um, Tom? Uh, where do you see this one going? Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> By the way, Daniel Bryan, plus 240, Sheamus minus 300. Sheamus the big favorite. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan is my favorite wrestler right now, but even I don't think he's going to win here. Um, I think WWE knows that in order to have the Royal Rumble... You know, you're going to WrestleMania, well, you can't have everybody who goes to WrestleMania lose. It kind of makes the Royal Rumble lose some of its cachet. So I think Sheamus wins here. It'll be an entertaining match. Um, I was bummed when this match was left off last year for the yeah. U.S. title. But they're back, and it's for a bigger title. Um, look at some time. Brian's really working his heel stick. It's almost perfection. And yeah, Sheamus is one of those hosses, so... I think this is going to be a great match. I think it'll end with a broke kick or a or an air raid crash or whatever Sheamus is using as a finisher nowadays. Yeah, I think this is one where you could see Daniel Bryan put about five different submission holds on Sheamus, and Sheamus gets a rope every time, and then hits a broke kick out of nowhere. That's probably accurate. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, I have to say that both these guys deserve kudos for what they've done with their characters since the last WrestleMania. Yes. Um, and I think they're kind of throwing a bone to them by giving them this spot because not only were they supposed to be in the card last year, but they were dropped at last minute for an inexplicably dark uh, lumberjack match. But, um, <laughs> but uh, it's, you know, Sheamus is, I've really, really enjoyed Sheamus since he turned face with, with three words against Mark Henry last summer, which was, oh, I'll fight him. I'll fight him. That was the best. <laughs> and that's all it took. It was an instant face turn because Monster Mark Henry is like, had so much heat this summer. And it was, it was perfect for Sheamus because he was gradually becoming more of this kind of, you know, ambiguous, just badass. And, and now you have, 
my favorite, I have to throw in here that my favorite part with Seamus over the last year was when the Muppets came and it, <laughs> he was, he, he's, he's now, he's yeah. now canonically related to Beaker. <laughs> that was the reason why they had the Muppets host. That's I think, I something. think that's probably a good point that that's why. So canonically related to Beaker, Seamus, um, and, and obviously he's been great and, uh, Daniel Bryan has been absolutely tremendous since he's turned heel. And uh, another bone has to be thrown to AJ for her bringing back, like, 2012 Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. So, <laughs> long story short, I'm really into this match, and I don't think it's going to get enough as much time as I want it to, but um, it's, it's going to be a fun one. Both these guys can go, and both these guys always tend to put on a good show, no matter what. So, um I think it's going to be a good one tonight. I, I see Sheamus winning as well because they're obviously comfortable with giving Sheamus the reins now as, as another face. So I'd go with Sheamus. Ross, what do you think? I would like to see Daniel Bryan win, but I'm pretty sure Sheamus will actually be Irishing his way to victory. Um, like you said, it's kind of pointless if the Royal Rumble winner keeps losing the WrestleMania match. But... This is also one of those matches like the Edge Alberto Del Rio won last year where, you know, it seems like, oh, it's so obvious that, of course, the one guy is going to win. So then Vince will get it in his mind that, ah, I'm going to swerve him and fool him. And, you know, Daniel Bryan will win and then he'll just drop it to to uh, Sheamus at Backlash or whatever in some crazy gimmick match. But that's probably just my heart. You know, saying that, my head thinks it's probably going to be Seamus with the big old Irish kick out, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. What? Oh. Out of nowhere. Vincent Seamus. Vincent Seamus. Right in the bread basket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need, uh, we I, need I, a Michael Cole drinking game. Yeah, I just think that oh, they're, they're the YouTube show. They have a bunch of YouTube shows. Their new YouTube show should just be Randy Orton out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually this amazing, I'm a, like an, a Reddit freak, and there was this amazing post on the Reddit, um, the subreddit for wrestling the other day where it's apparently a fan ran into Randy Orton late at a Hardee's in one of the towns that they were traveling through, and Orton had sniped the last, like, chicken sandwich of the night, and the first comment had, like, 200 upvotes was, Orton out of nowhere. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. I was up, like, drawing all this attention to myself. Uh, okay, that's I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say you took a shit on his hearties. <laughs> yeah. Bag. Right. Uh, speaking of shit in a hearties bag, um... <laughs> <laughs> the WWE title match. Uh, heyo. Heyo, that's a terrible segue. Um, Chris Jericho, a personal favorite of everyone, uh, versus CM Punk, another personal favorite of everyone. I, 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 I'm going to quote Jacoby because he said it better than I could. Um, this storyline, which has been Jericho appearing by satellite for some reason all the time, um, to un- uncover new truths about CM Punk's family, how his dad is an alcoholic, and his mom, or his, no, his mom's fine. His sister's allegedly a drug addict, and, and he's a bastard. He's a bastard. He is the legal definition of a bastard, is what the actual <laughs> phrasing was. Um, 
How dare your parents have sex out of wedlock? Yes. For shame. Uh, this, uh, Jacoby said it and he said it better than I could. This reads like something that CM Punk wrote for himself to make himself cool. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think Punk wins. I don't, I don't think there's anything redeeming in Jericho winning other than Jericho's back and you want to give him something to run with, but I think Jericho takes care of himself. I mean, he, he doesn't need to have a, a title to get heat. Um, he is punk for that matter, but, um, I don't, I don't see any reason to put the, the, the belt on him right away, especially because punk's done a pretty damn good job with it. Um, also, by the way, it's a WWE title match and it's the third from last match on the card. Ross, your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, I actually think there's a decent chance Jericho will win just because the Punk title thing feels kind of stale. So, you know, I, if this is a feud that's going to last a while, which probably will unless John Cena decides that he needs to go for a title again once he's done with The Rock, then it kind of makes more sense for Jericho to win and, you know, to have Punk chasing him. But I don't know. I mean, as long as this match gets 20 minutes, it should be really good, and I don't really care who wins, frankly. So, and I'm sure it will. I mean, both these guys are are phenomenal in the ring. They'll give them 20. I mean, they'll give them a, a good long run. Um, uh, well, you have to save time for Undertaker to have like 50,000 druids. <laughs> <laughs> you also have to spend save at least 15 minutes for laying around time during that Undertaker Triple H match. Um, yeah. Jackson, what do you think? I, you know, I, I have to actually agree with Ross here. I think there's actually, in, I, if I were a betting man, (laughs) for you, (laughs) I'm going, I'm going with Ross against my better judgment. Um, I, I do think that, uh, Jericho actually has a really good chance here. If I were a betting man on wrestling odds, I would probably go with Jericho. Um, for the same reasons. Um, but not only that, because, Backlash, uh, which should still be the title for the, for the, uh, pay-per-view after WrestleMania, but I guess now it's Extreme Rules. Um, oh, happens yeah. in Chicago. Less oh. than a month later. And I think there's a super good chance that they want to recreate the atmosphere they had at Money in the Bank. With, uh, Punk winning the title again in Chicago. So, uh, for that reason, I think that adds a little bit of, you know, an interesting element. Um, but, you know, there's no question that both these guys are, you know, two of the best wrestlers around right now. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to have a show no matter what. And I, I also agree with Ross, too. It's like I, I, I really could care less who wins because it's going to be an awesome match, and that's really all I care about. So, Tom, you're the one who writes a blog that actually references Jericho, or at least you're the other one. Yours actually yeah. still gets written. Um, what do you think? Um, I, I'm with these guys in terms of, I really don't care who wins as long as it's a great match. I think it will be a great match. Um, I wrote a big long post a couple weeks ago outlining my fantasy booking for it, which basically took it to SummerSlam and then had Punk lose in next month. Uh, he, he, he lost, it, he, he would lose at WrestleMania by disqualification because Jericho would say something so heinous to him. But, uh, Christian regardless. move. Right, the, the Christian move, the Christian yeah. Orton thing. But regardless of what um, I, I wrote, I, I think there's a good chance that Jericho can escape. I'll put my money on Punk here. Um, I, I just don't think that Punk 
will lose in his first uh, WrestleMania as a big main eventer. Um, they, they obviously know they have something with them, so I think he wins here. Maybe he'll lose next month. Who knows? But I think he wins here. The uh, the match that nobody wants to talk about. Um, <laughs> the end of an era, at least until next year when they wrestle again. Um, Undertaker, Triple H. Yes, they wrestled last year. This is not a, a repeat podcast. This is a, just the same match all over again. Uh, Undertaker won last year despite Triple H beating the hell out of him for a decent chunk of the match. <laughs> Orton out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, Undertaker obviously has the streak at what? 19 and 0. 19 and 0. Um, is, is an overwhelming favorite by the bookkeepers at minus 900, Triple H plus 550. Jesus. Um, I I don't see any reason that they have Triple H win this match, but I also imagine that it's not going to be by necessarily the cleanest of circumstances. Um, I I have to interject for a minute. Speaking of the street, I saw a guy at lunch the other day wearing an Undertaker, like, 19-0 (laughs) t-shirt. Gets better. He also had a jacket. With like the Undertaker streak and that crazy spike T thing he uses for a logo, and he had an Undertaker hat on. <laughs> Did he have like the Undertaker hat, or just like a like a baseball cap with an Undertaker? No, no, the baseball hat, not like the the cool like whatever crazy hat he wears. <laughs> I think he was wearing a mortician's hat. <laughs> <laughs> the morticians don't actually wear hats, so right, right. He walks into Hardee's and raises his hands, and all of the uh, the friars go flying up. <laughs> no, but he was literally at Arby's in that like super under underwear taker attire. It was. I wish I'd taken a picture. I I really oh, fell down. Wonderful. Where are you living? <laughs> Wait, don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, what do you, what, what do you think? Of the pool in any way. <laughs> Uh, Other than ridiculous ring entrances and a lot of laying around, what do you think happens here? Well, I have these nightmarish visions of the under uh, the uh, Triple H Michaels Hell in a Cell match they had like eight years ago, where it was like forty minutes, but thirty of it was just them lying around and like selling the brutal devastation of like the fifth pedigree and the nineteenth <laughs> super kick they each ate, and I could totally see that happening here and. It just seems like it'd be excruciating. I mean, it's Hell in a Cell, which is usually good unless, like, Big Boss Man's involved or something. <laughs> but R.I.P. Also... Big Boss Man. Wow. <laughs> Trample on the man's grave. <laughs> Too soon! But um, there's also no blood in WWE anymore, which makes Hell in a Cell kind of pointless. So, I don't know. I mean, it's just going to be them punching delivering finishers for at least a half hour, and probably Undertaker wins with another Google plot out of nowhere. There you go. <laughs> oh, and Michaels will tease turning on probably both guys, but he actually won't do anything. I, I, that's probably a fair point. 
Jackson, what you think? Um, boy, uh, first of all, I, I when you said too soon, and this I, I'm very stream of thought, so apologize here, but another hilarious thing that happened in a wrestling forum the other day was there was a big thread of too soon jokes. <laughs> And I made one. There was there was something about best in the world or something like that. And I said test in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. I, I figured you guys would like that one. But um, my 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 issue with this match is I'm okay. I'm about to divulge information that the uh, the smarky internet wrestling community will probably gnash teeth over, but I've always been kind of an unabashed Triple H fan. And I was uh I was openly advocating for him beating Undertaker last year. But it makes no sense for that to happen now. And it's as much as I again I do want the streak to end because I, I, I think Tom mentioned this on his blog that it would make the streak mean more if it were to be broken, but it cannot be Triple H. It simply cannot be Triple H. And it's it's just going to, again, it's going to be a lot of lying around because who knows how many steps in the ring Taker's taken outside of, because he hasn't taken any on TV. So who knows how much work he's actually done in the ring training-wise. So it could be... Fantastic and, you know, surprise every one of us, I think, but it could also just be horrible and just a finisher fest and a lot of lying around. And I think the thing is, there was a finisher fest in the second Underwear Taker Michaels match that was actually a great match. I mean, right. Yeah. But these guys aren't capable of doing that with, with what they've got. You almost need somebody who can, who's so good. At getting around the ring, that it could it, it can make Undertaker look good. Well, I don't think and that's see, that's actually go ahead, Ross. That's what they did last year. The problem is Triple H isn't Michael, so he can't, right. you know, make that awesome and convincing and even exciting kind of. So I was just about to say that too. That's a part of this match's storyline is that um, Sean's better, and uh, that's been mentioned multiple times now on on Raw when they've been. Going back and forth. Deep voices, boys! <laughs> because. Yeah, that's why Triple H is so, like, pissed off. Because he, has, he, he wants to think he's better than Michaels. Right. Exactly. Tom, what do you think happens here? Um, I think they, um, start laying around and being in the match to sell the long walk to the ring. <laughs> it's a very strenuous walk. Uh, uh, no, I, I think. Out of the street next year for Cena, if that's where they're going. Yeah. Aside from Lesnar, who, who knows if he's ever going to wrestle with WWE again, uh, Cena's the last guy who is, who's a must for the streak. And I don't know. I, I kind of think that I agree with, I think Ross said it, that Michael's going to tease going both ways, but he'll just end up staying right down the middle. And that was a total double entendre, especially with uh, <laughs> some of the stuff he's done. Tease going both ways. Someone, <laughs> like, was wanting the crowd by painting, giving a blowjob. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. So actually, we should talk about the one big mystery of the match we forgot about, though. What is Undertaker's hair going to look like? <laughs> oh, man. Does he have any left? I, hasn't he, like, carefully hidden it in every single appearance on Raw? Like, he's got that hood you or that, yeah, what, he's he got a hat? This might be, this could be the, the big storyline coming out of WrestleMania. He could throw on the bandana and bring back Biker Biker Taker? Taker? Biker Taker. <laughs> hey, Limp Biscuit's making a comeback. <laughs> See, I, I, I would, I hate using this word, but I would mark so hard if he came out to Limp Biscuit. <laughs> If he came out to if he came out to Roland on the big Harley, that would be tremendous. Uh, yeah, that would be the way to hide the to hide the hair too. Right. If we could only get Kurt Angle and and you know bring the Rock in from his earlier match, we can do that uh, that three way from Vengeance. Got it for the double entendre. Right. Um, okay, so that that's the end of an era. When that match is over, the era will be ended. And there will be much rejoicing. Um, <laughs> the peasants will flock to the streets, and all these broom, all these broompole pussy wrestlers will just continue doing what they're doing. Yeah, all the, all the pussy wrestlers will quaff their mead and roast their peasants upon open spits, <laughs> and the, the 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 Ewoks will dance on the moon of Endor. <laughs> and somewhere in the distance, Classy Freddy Blassie will be sharpening his teeth with a nail file. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and so with the era ended, it'll be time for once in a lifetime, aka The Rock's fourth best WrestleMania main event. Um The Rock makes his triumphant return to face John Cena, or as the former ring announcer would call him, John Cena. Jern. Um Cena. Um, the Bodog odds have, uh, John Cena at minus 280, Rock plus 220. And it's weird because on its face you would think there's no way Cena could lose this match just because he's the guy who's there and he's the, the one who has to live with the consequences and you can't have your number one property loose to a guy who hasn't wrestled in six years and comes back. Um, but does The Rock come back to lose? So, with that thrown out there, Jackson, your thoughts on the match of the century of the year? Uh, the match of the week, yeah. Um, I, I, I really have to... Uh, the first thing I have to say is I think I'm still marveling at the fact that I'm 100% in Cena's corner for this match. <laughs> Because The Rock has been horrible since he's come back. It's just been, you know, Kung Pao, Fruity Pebbles, You're Gay, la 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 la. That's really all it's been. Is that really any different than what he was before, though? And that's the thing, and that's what's so funny about this to me, is that it's, by, by doing what he used to do, albeit, you know, with some botches and some wrist notes, uh, thrown into it, it's making older rock segments worse for me. And I'm going back and saying, wow, I really did like that because I was 10, you know? And it's it's just funny because I've I've been so, I, I shouldn't say anti-Cena, but I've been advocating for Cena to have a different fold in his character for a long time. 
And it's been this gradual realization that John's character is John. And, yeah. and, and this has brought that to the forefront more than anything. And I, I think that's, I think that's the real, um, storyline here because The Rock isn't saying anything. He's just, he's just being The Rock and just doing the same thing he's always done. And, and John is actually this very, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find a good word for it, but he's, he's not even really a wrestling stereotype anymore. He's just himself because he's, he's a baby face, but he's hated by a lot of people. So is he a heel? That's, you know, his gimmick is being an annoying baby face or is he so long story short, I think that John, John has to win here, as you said, because he's the incumbent, you know, face the WWE, but it's where they go with it. And, um, and how they go about him winning, that really matters to me. Tom, what do you think? Um, first off, from a match quality standpoint, I think this might... A lot of people... Um, like the WWE narrative is going to be the best match ever, but I think it has a chance to be the match of the card. I mean, John Cena knows how to bring it in main event uh, atmosphere. We, we saw that the Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. And The Rock is someone who is on his level, so he's not going to do the Superman comeback and just totally throw his heat out the window. Right. So, I think it's going to be a really good match. A really, I think it's going to be a better match than the main event last year, And although I thought that was going to be a good match, too. I, I don't know what happened last year. Um, as got, it, wins, last year's match got in the way. The match itself got in the way of The Rock being The Rock. Yeah. Right. And this year they can't do that because The Rock is actually at least involved. Yeah. As for who wins, I think there, there's no way Cena doesn't win here. But at the same time, there's also the intriguing... I mean, when, when um, Jackson was talking about it earlier, uh, just now, I say there's no way that Cena could go back and face himself. But what if that's the catalyst, to, like that, that holy grail of the internet fan, um, the, the Cena heel turn? And I think Cena losing to The Rock and having to come back week after week, and with the notion that he let the locker room down, and he let his fans down, and, and he vindicated everybody who chance Cena sucks at him. Like, that's an intriguing idea, and I don't particularly trust WWE creative to run with that in a way that would make a good story, which is why I don't think they're going to go with it. But it's something to think about. But yeah, I think Cena wins handily. Ross, what do you think? I think this is really interesting because every long-term ounce of sense or any kind of, you know, logic says, of course Cena wins. I mean, he's the guy that's there next week, next month, next year, next five years, ten years. I mean, he's not that old, unfortunately, so <laughs> he's not going anywhere. So, I mean, of course he should win, and then the guy, the, the guy that's going off to promote G.I. Joe should lose. But it's in the guy that's going to promote G.I. Joe's hometown – it's going to be filled with, like, 70,000 fans that are going to be there to watch The Rock kick John Cena's ass. I mean, the people who go to WrestleMania are not the people, you know, who cheer on John Cena. It's not going to be full of, like, 12-year-old girls and their moms. So, I mean, John Cena should win, but if he wins, you're basically going to have 70,000 people just shitting on that match like no other. And I don't know if that's how they want to end their biggest show of the year. So, it can't be any worse than the way they ended the biggest show of the year last year. 
Well, I mean, it's right. true. They don't mind ending shows that, you know, with a giant steaming turd on the front porch, but... They also weren't afraid to to end their biggest show of the year in the year 2000 with that, because uh, Triple H won, and... Well, the, <clears throat> the only thing we got was a Ross bottom out of spite. Right. It happened this time. And remember, WWE doesn't exactly treat its hometown heroes with the utmost respect, with the exception of CM Punk in Chicago. Right. Yeah, Jim Ross is pretty much shit on at every opportunity in Oklahoma, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised oh, and Ross isn't rooting for wrestling to be to stay banned in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. There's uh, Miz loses every time they go to Cleveland. There was the infamous Beth Phoenix loss in Buffalo this year. Uh, they, right. Yeah, they do that all the time. I, I I'm with with you guys. I, the logic says you can't have Cena lose, and I don't think you can have Cena turn pure heel because you lose too much money. I mean, frankly, you lose a lot of money. You you sell more Cena t-shirts than anybody else, and you sell them to a group that's going to leave him behind if he turns heel. Um, I, can, I can absolutely see this match ending not so much, you know, there was the, the old Rock Hogan match from, I think it was 18, um, where, or excuse me, X8, uh, where... <laughs> Where Rock then steps up to help Hogan fend off the outsiders and, you know, can end it with both of them being faces and, and respecting each other and giving a handshake and everybody's hunky dory. I could see them trying to find a way to make it happen like that here where, where, you know, Rock loses but loses with enough dignity and something else might happen that, that allows the two of them to team up so that they can both walk out as fan favorites in one way or another. Um, and it also bears repeating that Rock has no fear of losing. I can only point to that one episode of Raw where he lost to the Hurricane. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, so I, I could I could see them going that way with it to to give to keep Cena on top and to give the Rock a a good enough exit that when he comes back in four or five months that he comes back on good terms and not as the guy who who got his ass kicked by Cena. Um, it's going to go on for an insanely long period of time. I don't that's going that match is going to go for half an hour cuz I don't think there's any doubt the Rock's got the conditioning to do it. He's and he's we, looking really good right now, I will yeah. say that. His his rock bottom to Henry the other night was was not only surprising just because I hadn't I had Totally didn't think that he was going to make physical contact with anyone until Mania, but it looked good. He looked really good when he did it. I know it's one move and whatever, but... Well, let's go back to uh, Survivor Series. Um, right. I know a lot of people didn't watch it. I did. I watched all the big four pay-per-views. And Brock didn't look bad. I mean, he looked like... Yeah, he, he looked pretty good. Him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I... I guess it really is like riding a bicycle. Mm-hmm. I think he's got it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. That shouldn't be an issue. It's just going to be, you know, whether the other matches get. Here's the thing: they get they got four hours. I mean, they they said it. It starts at six uh, central, seven eastern. They've got plenty of time to to fill, and they don't have that many matches. And and the three big ones, I think, will go very long. Two of which, for good reason, and the third because it's Triple H Undertaker. <laughs> um, 
they got plenty of time to kill, and they'll they probably will fill a decent chunk of it. Um, Tom, I know you already wrote about this, but I'm going to give you a chance to pare it down to one. There's got to be something odd that happens, some run-in or a plot twist like that. What's your what's your pick for the thing that we have we don't expect to happen? I just wrote about it, but I think I'll give it something different for here. Some exclusive content. <laughs> Spoiler um, alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes. uh, I think that we will see the return of somebody with the surname of McMahon on Sunday. Whether it's Vince or Stephanie, I don't think it's going to be Shane. I think there's an outside shot of either... I think it's going to happen in the Triple H match, obviously, because he's family now. Like, either Michaels is going to get knocked out and Vince McMahon's going to come out to screw his, uh, his son-in-law, or Triple H is going to get beaten so bad, Stephanie's going to come out and ask for the match to be stopped. Hmm. I could see the latter even probably more than the former. I, that's interesting. Jackson, what do you think? Uh- um, I think there's a number of different things that could happen, but for purposes of, um, surprises, I see there being a good chance that be, just because of the sheer volume of people that are involved in the, the Johnny Ace, um, Teddy Long match, that there could be some sort of backstage segment, segment, excuse me, where, um, either the great Kali, just simply because he's the big guy, the hoss of the group is attacked or something like that where it opens up a spot on um, team team Teddy Long and Rey Mysterio returns. Oh. And I could see that happening simply because um, they the, Teddy's team kind of lacks a like a superstar face. Like I know Santino has is a big-time fan favorite right now, and he's getting some of the biggest cheers of anybody on the roster at the moment. But, um, you know, it's been, it's been what, almost... It's been like eight months since Ray has, Ray has been gone, and uh, as much as I am ready for Ray to no longer be in the conversation, I think that he would be a good addition simply because he's... I, you know, it's been said that he's he's bound to return soon. So I could see Ray returning, and that would probably be my my guess. But that's it could be a long shot. Ross, what's Spanish for the botch? Because I could see Sin Cara filling that same role. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> El, El bacho. El bacho. Uh, but my for real prediction, which will almost certainly not happen, but um, I will say AJ turning on Daniel Bryan and. Getting her some big old Irish lovin'. <laughs> there hey there, man. fella. I mean, <laughs> I don't call it an Irish curse, but it's just because it sounds cool. <laughs> um, one of my personal favorites, uh, uh, Tom took in one of his uh, in his column uh, that the Miz could get involved in the Cena Rock match. Although, uh, uh, if there was if there was a run in in that match. People would be demanding refunds, and that could be a bit of an issue. I, I, I think there's a there is a certain WWE superstar or former WWE superstar who has a straight to DVD movie out right now, 
and who has a long-standing history with one Chris Jericho, who could definitely be getting involved one way or another in the Punk Jericho match. I, I'm not saying that that uh, Edge, Edge is going into the Hall of Fame on Saturday. Right. I'm not saying that Edge is going to be necessarily coming back to wrestle. But Yokozuna's dead, guys. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, I that would be my guess is it, if there's going to be a match in the top three with some shenanigans, it's going to be that one. And I could see Edge, who's already there, getting involved in one way or another. Um, I could see Ric Flair getting involved. Yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say real quick, just because you allowed me an opening for for this with the edge, um, or excuse me, not the edge, that would be you too, edge. Uh, <laughs> two of my favorite uh, former names for for WWE superstars, as they love to say, for wrestlers. Um, edge was Edge was known as Sexton Hardcastle prior <laughs> prior to being the prior to being Edge, and my favorite, without a shadow of a doubt, is. Um, prior to being Triple H or, you know, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, as I was started, obviously. Um, Tara Risen was. <laughs> so sometimes I, if I'm around like really, really like, you know, long time wrestling fans, I will occasionally refer to Triple H as Tara Risen. <laughs> and because I hate Triple H, I would probably laugh at that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think with that, we can call it a night. Um, I want to thank uh, both Jackson, who's known as Smoke and Herb Grigsby on uh, <laughs> HGP, um, uh, for coming on, and for and Tom, be sure to catch him at, at Walter Jericho Holic, and he'll pop up here and there wherever you're reading, believe me. The man is uh, a renaissance man of sorts. Um, and, of course, Ross. Not to, not to say that you're the third wheel on this one, but thanks for you are. Me, Ross. <laughs> I know. Uh, Alright, well it's Wrestlemania It's the one time of year where we really get crazy about wrestling Pro wrestling, not college And uh, keep it real guys Thanks for being on Hell yeah Later